Welcome to the Trinity Church Aberdeen podcast, where you can listen to our most recent sermons. To find out more about who we are and what we believe, visit trinityaberdeen.org.uk. Let's turn to Mark's Gospel. We've moved our series from Mark from the mornings to the evenings. We're looking at Amos in the mornings, and Mark's Gospel will be our uh, evening sermon series. And we're looking at Mark chapter 4 this evening, and you'll find that on page 839, page 839 in the Black Bibles. There are Bibles on the windowsills and upstairs as well for folks up there uh, if you want to use those. Page 839. Reading from verse 1, again Jesus began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. When the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables. So that they may indeed see, but not perceive. So that they may indeed hear, but not understand. Lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word. And it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you used, it will be measured to you. 
and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Amen. Uh, now, I don't know about you, but I find it it's super hard uh, to listen uh, when it's noisy, isn't it? I, um, you know, like you're chatting to someone and a digger kind of drives past and, uh, and you can't hear a thing. And I've had a lot of awkward moments, uh, not with diggers, but when, when, I, when I haven't heard someone. Um, you know, someone says something and I'm like, sorry, sorry, what? And they, they say it again. Um, and, and I'm like, what? Uh, and they say it again, and I still have no idea what they've said, and it's got to that point where you, you can't ask another time, so I just kind of, I kind of laugh lightly and, and hope they didn't tell me something really serious or ask me a question. Um, perhaps you're, you're similar. But, but to listen, to listen well, it takes serious concentration, actually, doesn't it? Um, someone's telling you something serious, whether it's noisy or not, you've, you've got to really listen. And tonight's passage is all about that. It's about listening, not to each other, but actually to the Lord Jesus. It's it's a really familiar passage for some of us, I know. And and the temptation's going to be, yeah, yeah, the sower, I know this one, and switch off. Well, if that's you, can I just remind you of verse 3, the first words. Jesus said, listen. Okay, listen. So let's have a listen to what he's got to say to us tonight. If if you were here last week um, in the morning, we we saw outsiders and insiders. Okay, those outside, they were calling Jesus demonic. They were calling him mad. They were shunning him. And then there were the insiders who were sitting at his feet. And it was all about uh, what they'd done with Jesus. And this continues into chapter 4. This famous parable is actually one of outsiders and insiders, what they've done with Jesus. That's what this, this seed is that you may have noticed being sown. This word, it's Jesus. It's his message of the kingdom of God. Remember that summary back in, in chapter 1, verse 15. Summary of Jesus' teaching, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And actually, it's it's same here. Even in verse 11, we get this language of kingdom of God's coming again. It's come, it's at hand. This new age has dawned. Now, why is Jesus telling this parable? Well, just imagine what's gone on with the disciples, okay? They've seen this religious lot reject Jesus. They've seen Jesus' family reject him. Uh, They've seen crowds kind of pushing in and just wanting miracles, and they're probably thinking, what is going on? You know, what, why don't people get it? Why is there this outside and this inside at all? And that's the big question. Okay, why are some, why do some reject Jesus and others not? Um, now, firstly, as we dig into that answer, firstly, the, it's important to say that the problem is not with the words. Okay, it's not with Jesus and his message. No, Jesus' word works. That's the first thing I want us to see, that Jesus' word works. Uh, Firstly, the word is fruitful. Okay, we're going to come back to this next week, but just have a look at verse 8. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. Boom, you know, this word works. Okay, it produces fruit. It's super powerful. Okay, back in uh, chapter 3, there are people sitting round Jesus. His word is producing fruit. 
And, and it works because it, it's not hidden. That was what's going on in one of those little analogies at the end of our passage in verses 21 to 23. Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket? Well, of course not. It's a ridiculous question. Um, but it's the same with Jesus. He's, he's not here so no one sees him hidden under a basket. No, he's, he's here so that fruit grows. The problem isn't with the word. Jesus' word works. And it not only produces fruit, it also divides. It works in that way. The word divides because as it goes out, it reveals different responses. Now, surely division isn't great, is it? So why sow it at all? Well, if it wasn't sown, there would be no division. Um, but there also wouldn't be any fruit, would there? Okay, this is true of a lots of teaching. Okay, let's just take a physics teacher. Uh, he's trying to teach the theory of relativity. Now, I don't know lots about the theory of relativity. Um, but he wants people to get relativity. So he's in the classroom. He's teaching the theory. Now, there's probably lots of different responses. Perhaps you've been in that class. Some absorb it, they receive it, they turn it over and they start to get it. They're like, mm, yeah, relativity. Now, others get angry. They're actually, because this, this changes everything. You know, everything I've ever said, I've ever understood, just stop it, okay? This is just ruining it all. And the, the word of the physics teacher, it's divided the class, hasn't it? But he wants people to get relativity, so he still teaches it. And it's the same with Jesus. He's not hidden under a bucket or a, or a bed. Why? Because he wants people to come into his kingdom. He wants fruit. The word needs to be sown. Uh, but that means division. Okay? The word works. It's out there being fruitful but dividing. It's showing responses. Okay? So, so if the problem's not with the word... Well, still we have this question, well, why do some reject Jesus? Well, it's this, okay, the fruitless don't listen to Jesus. The fruitless don't listen to Jesus. In this parable, there are four different uh, responses. We've got the path, the rocky ground, the thorny soil, and the good soil, okay? But actually, really, there are only two responses going on here. It's the fruitless and the fruitful, okay? Those outside and those inside. Uh, so let's look at these first three, this fruitless lot. And at, at the heart of their response is that they don't listen. Okay, listening, as I said, that's the big focus of this. Verse three, uh, listen. Verse nine, he who has ears um, to hear, let him hear. Verse 24, pay attention to what you hear. So if Jesus' central command is to listen, then these who are outside, they don't listen. They don't listen. Let's have a look. First, the pathway. I want you to imagine it, okay? Uh, try and use your brains to, to, to see that trodden, a hard, dusty uh, path, and, and the seed lands. Okay, but just as it sits there on the hard surface, a bird swoops in, takes a look, and, and snaps it up, and it's gone. Now, who's Jesus talking about here? Well, we'll just have a think of what's been going on before this. It's the, the Pharisees, okay? They've, they've heard the word, but has any of it sunk in? Not a chance. It's snatched away. They've heard the word, but it's, it's gone in one ear, out the other. You know, perhaps you know someone like this, or perhaps this is you. 
you know, this, this kind of person hears something about Jesus, about who he is, what he's like, about his kingdom, perhaps his death. And what's the response? Not, not for me, thanks. Nope. Uh, I've got other things going on. You know, ch- clearly this guy, Jesus, he's not a big deal. You, you, you say a king and his kingdom is here, but I, I don't want to hear about it. And the word kind of bounces off, a bit like a ricochet, just deflects off. Now, why a path? That's because it's as hard as nails, isn't it? Remember back in chapter 3, Jesus saw these Pharisees had what? They had hard hearts, hearts of stone. No word is sinking in here. You know, you put a seed on concrete, come back a few months later, and there will still be a seed sitting on concrete. And unless a bird has taken it away. Okay, now that's a little strange, isn't it, with the devil snatching it away. I think it's probably like this. The the devil says, "I'll, I'll take that. You don't want it, and I don't want you to want it, so it's kind of a good team effort. I think that's kind of what's going on. It's a, it's a hard heart. It's a hard heart, so they don't listen. Secondly, we've got this rocky ground. The seed kind of sinks in. There's a little growth, um, but no deep roots. Okay, imagine the plant with all the rocks around, and then the sun, hot Middle Eastern sun comes up and scorches it. Okay, not a chance. It's got no roots. It's, it's just brown and dead and lifeless. And what's going on? Well, the word goes in. Someone hears it and think, thinks there's something in this. But then something tough comes up. Persecution comes. You know, perhaps Jesus is thinking of those guys in the crowd around him. Those, they've, they've loved this message. They've run around Jesus, wanting him to do miracles, love listening to him. But the second, the religious establishment uh, turn against him. It all fades. J- Jesus, yeah, yeah, I was kind of into him, but it's kind of over now. You know, perhaps you've seen this amongst people. You know, someone comes to a talk. Uh, they seem to love it. They seem to uh, make a kind of commitment to Jesus and then... Then there are rude comments from a friend or a colleague. You're interested in that guy, Jesus, what a joke. Or or perhaps people laugh at their their change of lifestyle or their views of sexuality or or pressure on the job ramps up or on the family. It's the the sun's heat. And what happens? It withers. It's all a bit much. And what had happened? The word hadn't sunk deep. They just kept it shallow. You know, Jesus, a new king, bring a new kingdom. Great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Love it. That sounds amazing. But then when hardship comes, it's like, it's like their eyes can't actually see Jesus' kingdom. They can't hear the promises that the kingdom is hand. So the person, I think, protects, protects what she's got. I, I, I better keep life okay now. It's a little bit like a hedgehog, I think. Just curl up and protect what I've got. Forget everything else. And it all withers. They didn't listen to Jesus. And third, we get this seed among the thorns. Again, imagine it, picture it. Okay, we've got this seed landing amongst these spiky thorns and, uh, and thistles. And it just starts to grow. But then it starts to be choked. A thistle of cares. A thorn bush of riches. A spiky shrub of, of worldly desires. This isn't a fast, scorching heat. This is a slow choking. It's not like one person is a Christian and then the next day suddenly they're totally opposite and loving everything of the world. It's a gradual move. 
a slow choking, one day growing well, the next bit a bit slower, the next bit a bit slower, leaves start to brown, stem starts to shrivel, and the faith is suffocated. Perhaps with Jesus, think of Judas. Okay, a man keen on following Jesus at the beginning, wasn't he? One of the twelve. Then his love for money starts to take over. John tells us he stole from the money back. Matthew tells us he gives up Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. You know, rather than just thinking he'll protect what he's got, like that hedgehog with a rocky. No, he's, he's finding the world is actually, it's wonderful. This is great. There's some real pleasure to have here. Let me have it all. And it's similar today, isn't it? Sadly, it's so common, perhaps a, a slow-growing love for stuff. I don't know, for the latest gadgets, for phones, for games. And what you have, what you have and own, defines you more and more and more. Perhaps it's such a desire to have a partner. You know, someone goes out with a non-Christian and and slowly faith just becomes less and less important. Or perhaps it's the person who loves their job and loves the new salary with the new promotion, even though it, it will take them away from his church. Perhaps it's the love of football or swimming or dog walking or being at the caravan or, and slowly that, that love just takes over and faith is choked and our desire for worldly stuff just gets so strong. Now most of these things in themselves aren't wrong, are they? Of course they're not. But that's why this is so slow. It's about our hearts. It's about our loves. We've, we've stopped listening about a kingdom to come. We've stopped hearing about Jesus and his kingdom and our, our hearts are on this world, this age, now. They're fruitless. They don't listen to Jesus. It's tragic, isn't it? The word goes out to so many and in the end there's nothing to show for it. Some fatter birds, some scorched and withered plants, no life, no fruit. I know this has been quite a heavy beginning, isn't it? But Jesus' parable doesn't pull its punches, does it? Three out of four soil types he gives us end in death, not life. And I just want us to think a little bit more about this danger of not listening. Okay, what, what stops us from listening? Okay, yes, there are things around us, the, the sun's heat, the thorns, the birds, but, but why doesn't the word get deeper in our hearts What's stopping people from listening? Well, I suppose to turn it around, what's louder in people's ears? If we're not listening to Jesus, then we're listening to something else. You know, if you, if you see yourself in one of these soils, what voice is ringing in your ears right now? Okay, let, let's just take the second type as an example to show you what I mean. You know, in the, in the face of persecution, Jesus has some glorious promises. He says, my kingdom has come and it lasts forever. Deny yourself now and you're going to inherit the whole earth. Endure and a crown awaits you. I love you. I've got you. Stick with me. But then there's another voice, our culture's voice that screams at us, seize the day. It shouts down our eardrums, live your best life now. It turns up the volume, YOLO, you only live once. Make the most of it. If there's difficulty or hardship, just do something else. If your degree is too hard, just switch. If your, your relationship doesn't make you happy, just ditch it. If your job isn't fulfilling, find another one. You know, just in our normal life, the vocabulary of endurance and persevering, it's disappearing. 
And so no wonder as we listen to that voice, we just transfer it to our walk with Jesus. If it's hard, ditch it. If you're facing persecution and hardship, give it up. It's the drumbeat of our world. And we're listening to it. We're letting it drown out the gospel, the good news of Jesus. The fruitless, they don't listen to Jesus. And actually, there's this real sting in the tail that that Jesus judges people who don't listen by actually making it harder for them. It's a sobering, but an often overlooked bit in our passage. Have a look at the second half of verse 11. But for those outside, everything is in parables so they may indeed see but not perceive and may indeed hear but not understand lest they should turn and be forgiven. Now these verses are hard, but it's important to see Jesus didn't speak in parables to make things easier to understand. Okay, they're not just a good illustration. No, Jesus spoke them to actually make things harder. They're a judgment. It's strange, isn't it? It's a bit like a, a German teacher. I know I'm in, I'm in the teaching and analogies tonight, aren't I? Um, I assume most of us have been to school at, at some point and familiar with them. Um, but, but a, a, you know, a German teacher offers to teach German, and most of the class are like, no, no, we don't want to learn German, nine. And um, so this is, this is like the, the teacher saying, fine, fine. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to teach German to those who want to teach German, uh, learn German, but I'm going to do it in Spanish so you have little chance of understanding anyway. Okay? Remember that the people around Jesus have decided to reject him. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians, some of the crowd, some of his family. And so as a form of judgment on their hard hearts, Jesus says, fine, I'm going to teach him parables. But So those who want to understand can, and those who don't, won't. It's hard to hear, isn't it? But there's judgment here. The fruitless don't listen. So Jesus judges them. You know, I wonder if that's why some people just, just never get it. You think you've explained it clearly. You think they've heard it and heard it. But, but Jesus says to some, you've rejected me. So I'll let you stay there and make it harder. He darkens it. It's a word that works. It divides. And here are the fruitless now, before I turn to the fruitful, just a word to those of you who are telling others about Jesus, whether it's a family member, a colleague, um, a fellow student, just, just remember that this is the response to Jesus. Okay, when Jesus himself scattered the word, some never really heard it. Some received it with joy, but withered. Others were choked. This, this is why Jesus is telling this story. That's what had been going on around him. So as you scatter the seed, it's exactly the same thing going on because we're telling people about the same Jesus. The word works, but some out in front of you may be fruitless soil. Don't be discouraged, okay? The word divides. Keep going. Keep scattering. That's what Jesus did. You don't know uh, what soil is in front of you. And you may never know. So the word works. It's divided, it's shown us the fruitless. Blimey, it's it's a tough uh, first bit, isn't it? But let's turn to the fruitful, those who listen, because there is good soil. 
There are those who are inside these disciples sitting with Jesus and the word is producing an extraordinary crop. A massive weight of fruit. This is exciting. There's life here. It's not just doom and gloom. Uh, there's fruit. So what's the difference? What's, what makes them good soil? Okay, well, well, it's this. Now, I know the heading is a bit, a bit different in form, but hopefully it will help you. That The fruitful have a God intervention and a good ear. Okay, a God intervention and have a good ear. So, so Jesus is showing them there, there, there are these two things going on. Okay, there, there's something that God is doing and there's something that we're doing. Now, it's important to see these, these two things work together. They're two sides of the same coin. God does something and it can be seen in us doing something. And, and firstly, the fruitful have had a God intervention. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that God makes people into good soil. Okay, look at what Jesus says in verse 10 and 11, these middle verses. And when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. There's been a God intervention. God has given them the secret. Okay, for, for these guys to listen, for them to really hear what Jesus says, they need God to give them understanding. What's the secret? It's Jesus. It's, it's that Jesus is the king. It's not secret as that no one knows it. Kind of hush, keep it quiet. It's, it's secret that now everyone hears about. It was a mystery. Who's going to be the king? Now it's not. It's Jesus. But it's been, it's been given in the sense that these guys get it. They get it. They're sitting around Jesus. They're listening. They're asking. Why? Because God's made them good soil. This is, this is amazing. Without, without this, we'd be fruitless. Okay, but the person who listens to Jesus is no, no better, no more worthy than someone who doesn't. No, it's, it's a total gift from God. We don't, we don't know why he chooses one person, not another. Rightly, fairly, no one would be inside. But God, in his grace, chooses some to understand this secret. Now, if this is new to you, uh, please come and speak to me afterwards, because I know it's something we may not like to hear. But verse 11, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. The fruitful, they have a God intervention. But they also have a good ear. They have a good ear. Remember, this whole passage is about listening. Uh, verse 3, listen. Verse 9, he who has ears to let, it, um, let him hear. Verse 23, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 24, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added. The fruitful have a good ear. They listen. Yes, one, of, one side of the coin is God at work, giving us understanding. But how does that happen? By us listening. It doesn't bypass our, our eardrums and our brain. Okay, that's why we have sermons. That's why we read the Bible out. God works by words going into our ears and us listening hard. Again, it's no accident that Jesus taught in parables. Okay, not only does it mean it's harder for some, it also forces us to listen hard, doesn't it? It makes us work and think and ask questions with what Jesus is saying. Just, just think of those bad soils. They are hard-hearted shallow roots and weak desires so we need to let the word soften and go deep and strengthen us 
good listening. It's humble. It's thoughtful. It allows God's word to change not only the surface, but to go deep. Doesn't it? It, it changes our minds, our views. It, it changes our desires. It changes our loves. I wonder if our, our love of phones, social media, isn't, isn't really helping us here. Um, and this isn't just the young I'm speaking to now. Those my age and older, um, let's not kid ourselves. We spend lots of time on our phones too. I wonder if we lie to ourselves that it's just a young problem. It's not. Uh, we may even spend more than the young. Okay? Have, a, have a listen to Tony Ranke who's written on this. He said this, Online information is increasingly hyperpalatable akin to alluring junk food. Breaking news, tabloid gossip, viral memes, and the latest controversies in sports, uh, politics, and entertainment all draw us to our phones as if they were deep-fried Twinkies. I assume that's something delicious in America. I don't know. Held out on sticks at the state fair. Digital delicacies, he says, are eye-grabbing and appealing, but they lack nutrition. It's interesting, isn't it? We're inundated with short, little snippets of information that we kind of stuff in our mouths. We don't need to chew on them. We just, we don't need to digest them. And so anything, anything that requires a little bit more thought, even a longer blog post, we just read from the beginning, at the beginning and then just move on, the eternal swipe. As one commentator has put it, once I was a scuba diver in the sea of words. Now I zip along the surface like a guy on a jet ski. How's your listening? How's your listening? Do you have a good ear? Let's encourage one another to think deeply. Now, this isn't intellectualism. Reading academic journals or going to conferences. Now, some of you may want to do that. But no, this is about allowing the good news of Jesus Christ to make roots. It's listening to God in the presence of God. It's considering Jesus and responding to Jesus. It's, it's chewing over a sermon. It's pausing to ask questions. It's taking longer over the hard bits. It's why to, to know Jesus Christ, our Lord, better? Because we want to be fruitful. We want to be laden with God's fruit. We want to last the sun and the thorns. This is for all of us, isn't it? Men, women, young, old. And it's going to look different for all of us at times. Those of us with busy jobs or, or, or young children ever attached to you, you know, if you can get to church and just ponder the sermon. For others of us, it will mean during the week going over what you've heard on a Sunday. It'll be reading the Bible for yourself, thinking about it, praying about it, repenting when you need to repent, believing God's promises. You know, perhaps just after this service, don't just ask how someone is. Ask what challenged them in the service. Not just the sermon, the whole service. Let's talk to each other. And what happens is the, the word goes deep, there'll be fruit, won't there? Fruit. Whether the sun is burning, whether the birds are circling, the thorns piercing, the corn will be growing. Fruitful. Because Jesus' word works. Soak in it. Receive it. God has shown you Jesus Christ, so hold on to him. He is life. He's grace. The king of the kingdom. He's the sower. Yes, many reject him, but he's also in the business of being fruitful, of growing for a harvest. The fruitful have a God intervention and they have a good ear. So listen to him. Amen.